You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to our final session of season eight. Oh my gosh, so crazy to be at the last session. So I'm excited for you guys to listen in. Just wanting to note that this probably isn't representative of how we'd always host a last session, but Angie and I are going to be continuing working together. So this is sort of just a regular session for us in many ways because things will continue on, but also, of course, acknowledging and noting that this is the last of this container of this podcast. And so excited for you guys to kind of see where we land and see, you know, the journey up to this point, but also of course, knowing the journey continues because that's how it is. You know, I think so often we want to wrap these things in a pretty little bow. Like I worked with a coach for six months. Here's where I started. Here's where I ended moving on. And you know, it's always so much deeper, so much more complicated than that. So hopefully this gives you that reminder and permission. And I hope you enjoy our last session. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe we are at session 18. <laughs> How wild is that? It's like it's gone really quickly, but also that it's been a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible way. Just, you know. Totally. Because it's kind of strange, isn't it? Like you start off, you don't know the person at all. And then suddenly it's like, oh, <laughs> it's my pal Lacey. She says, I'm not to work this week. <laughs> That's what that's when I'm your pal. No, yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. Not to work. Otherwise, you're just this lady. This lady needs <laughs> to use the toggle app. <laughs> this lady who thinks toggle is a good idea. Yeah. No, it is so weird. It's also I feel like always an odd transition off of the podcast. You know, to kind of like we were actually just joking, right? Of like. <laughs> It's like a new level of almost like letting loose in some ways. Like not that you weren't in any way, but it is just so different. So I'm just like so, so excited to wrap this part of the journey and continue a new one. Absolutely. I can wear my relaxing pants next time and uh, just, yeah, roll on up. I'll probably be really formal. That'll be the weird thing is that it'll probably be completely different. But it's kind of, it's like, it's nice being, recorded in some ways because there's accountability and that's what I said at the beginning of the when we started working together that that it would be nice to have that level of accountability but what I really noticed is that I haven't it doesn't (laughs) it makes no odds (laughs) you can buy all the accountability you like it's still not going to make you do anything (laughs) do you know what though that is such a good fucking point because it's so true like I always am like very resistant when anyone is like, oh, I'm like hiring a coach just for accountability or whatever. I'm like, oh no, that's probably probably not going to do it. You know? So I think that that's, that's really true to this point is like, you can build in all of this external stuff, but like really it's almost always like an internal shift. It kind of doesn't matter. I mean, a hundred percent. And I think that the external accountability, you've still seen me provide the same level of resistance to doing things that I was providing for myself so you know what I mean it's like it's not like the external accountability then makes me get associates and then I'm like yes you said I should it was the same process of I know I said I would last week but I haven't done it yet of working at your pace through whatever it is you're going to work through so I think that's been quite interesting to see and also just 
I guess it's not so much accountability, but it's like the experience of hearing yourself saying something every week and then knowing that that's been recorded. Um, <laughs> it's different to somebody just taking notes as your coach and like nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said this last week. So I do think it's funny to watch your brain say, I know I said it last week, but I'm saying it slightly differently again this week. And just to see how many different ways it has to resist doing the things that you think you want to do. Totally. It's like added perspective, but it's not added accountability in the sense, right? Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. I love how Angie brought up this kind of like live accountability. I always believe this as a coach if anyone comes to hire me as a coach and says like the sole reason i'm hiring you is for accountability i always have a lot more questions there right because i do believe like some external accountability is obviously useful and is a good tool and i think that so often most people think that's their only issue they're like oh i just need someone to hold me accountable and then i'll do it and it's like there's usually so many things underneath that like right like are you doing it because you'll only do it if it's for someone else and you're people pleasing or because you won't show up for yourself in that way or are you telling yourself that but really there's all these things under it that you're going to need to look at to be able to show up like there's always more to the accountability story so i think it's helpful to just hear that like even when your session is going to be recorded going to be on a public podcast, going to have thousands of listens, et cetera, et cetera. Like it still really won't change things unless you change things, unless you have that internal shift. So I really appreciate Angie kind of naming and normalizing that because I think that so often we see that as like the quick surface level solution. And there's almost always more to it than that. Okay. So speaking of toggle, (laughs) Shall shall we go there for our last session? This feels so fitting. I actually did my homework this week. So I did log on to Toggle. It was a bit embarrassing. It turns out I I don't think I'm one of those pretend busy people. However, I mean, is it embarrassing? I don't know. I didn't work on Friday, which was planned. And we're on holiday. It's like, oh, my son's winter break this week. So Mm -hmm. I didn't work on Monday. So actually Toggle was like, are you gonna do any work over there? <laughs> it was Which like was quite funny. Hey, <laughs> gonna check in. Me. No. <laughs> um, so what I noticed is I toggled away on Thursday and I did yesterday and today as well. And I thought there were some things. So I've got obviously client meetings in all three of those days. Uh, sorry, delivery, client delivery in all three of those days. So I guess the first thing I would want to note is that even though my sessions might be two hours long they're actually two and a half hours long because there's a there's quite a bit of faffing either side of them in terms of getting ready and then staying on the call to answer people's questions and all of that stuff and I would actually say that yesterday I did a session and it ended up being three hours long because it was half an hour beforehand of kind of prep not like I need to prep for the session but just me kind of opening up the slides and looking at them again and, you know, getting in the zone and all of that kind of stuff. And then thinking about, oh, I just want to check out the people who are coming this week and all of that. And then there was, there was a half an hour at least at the end, because I was catching up with an associate about the session we just delivered. So I think in terms of the way that I think about, oh, I've reduced the amount of delivery time. I don't know whether because I was back to back, I just couldn't attend to some of those things before. So I'm allowing for more, opportunity to you know stay on the call because I'm not sure I've got to immediately get into something else 
but in my head I think I'm still going I've got two hours of delivery today when actually it's like two two and a half or maybe even a bit longer also I have underestimated how much time the summit has taken up out of the whole last few weeks so I've been recording sessions with people and they've been about an hour as a window but again there's been sort of either side of those summit sessions there's been a bit of admin and I did a session on actually I recorded one on every day that I've just said so Thursday yesterday and today and then afterwards I tried to do their social media I tried to do their swipe copy for them I wrote a bit of kind of the bio you know stuff to put in the newsletter and stuff so that also took an additional hour so again in my head I'm going I've got to do a summit recording in reality I added an extra hour of kind of tidying up around them and also just over the last few days of work which is definitely I would say I can imagine would have been replicated in the previous days there have just been jobs that are completely assigned to me about the summit that are not even I haven't even considered them as things that I was doing but they have taken an inordinate amount of time. So I'm just going to describe to you the fact that it took me two hours and 43 minutes and 41 seconds to work on Summit Swipe Copy, which I just think is a lot. And and I wasn't even finished at that point. So there were just kind of, as I was looking at it, I was thinking, oh, I spend a long time on certain tasks, not necessarily even with perfectionism in mind, just kind of, there is a volume of stuff that I had to get through. So we've had 15 speakers, individual speakers, and they all need stuff doing for them and spread between the two of us it's still a massive amount of work on Tuesday I did sorry I'm sort of going back and forth I was traveling for an hour and a quarter in the morning I did a summit recording that was an hour and a half then I had a client who couldn't access the platform they had half an hour of my time I had a client meeting that was 45 meant to be 30 minutes was 45 minutes I recorded an episode of the podcast was meant to take 40 minutes took an hour and nine minutes mm-hmm. had a client meeting that was meant to be half an hour took 45 minutes and 38 seconds had another client meeting that was meant to be an hour it took an hour and a half and then I did some social media stuff for the summit which was an hour and 15 minutes and I did a two-hour delivery session so yesterday was only a 12-hour day on just you know this that and the other and this stuff and this slightly overrunning and that was not repeated today because I didn't have any delivery today but the meetings that I had all ran over by 15 minutes and I had three of those and then I had incidental meetings with the VAs that was you know meant to be a catch-up lasted for an hour I mean you know I could just go on and on and on (laughs) do you get me (laughs) I'm landing it. Um, I feel well. Here, listen. Let's celebrate the good news. You Yay. are not one of those people that appear to be busy and are not actually working. So you know you've won, regardless. So <laughs> I like about you. Everything is always laced with the positive. Yes, we have to. Do, we have to get the positive out first. Yeah. Now let's talk about the dumpster fire. No I'm kidding. Mm. <laughs> You're gonna go. What the f was Tuesday all about? Come on now. I think that this is just like obviously like a a snapshot of time and an example, but I think that like what makes sense to me here is like if you think about running a summit with 15 speakers, that means you're recording 15 sessions. That means they all need swipe copy, as you're saying. That means you're coordinating 15 people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's almost a full-time job on top of what is already quite a full-time job. And so Mm. I think like, what it says is that like 
you have been operating multiple full-time roles in your business for a long time. I see you eye-rolling me. And yes, we got one of those full-time roles off your plate by having associates, but it immediately got replaced with the summit. So you're still Mm. operating multiple full-time roles in your business is kind of what that feels like. And it it's what makes sense at 12 hours a day. That's like two six hour jobs almost. You know what I mean? So I'm curious what you think about that, but it feels like, yes, we did get something big off your plate, but your plate was already so full that it kind of just didn't do what it needed to do. Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. I think it is so important to acknowledge like the unseen time that things take. I mean, I really think almost everything usually takes longer than we think it will. Obviously, Angie's speaking to, you know, an extra 30 to 60 minutes around each of these sessions she's delivering. That can seem small. It was like, oh, it was like a quick 15 minutes before, a quick 15 minutes after. But if you add that up, over an entire week or month or a year, like that's a really considerable amount of time that you're not accounting for, right? And so you're saying yes to stuff without accounting for this thing that is actually taking up, you know, 30 to 60 minutes every time you run a session, that's huge, right? So I think it's really important for us to be doing this time tracking to calendar so that we have realistic observations of these things and can make more realistic judgments about what we can fit in, what we have time for, and what we don't. I see so many people do this. I have totally done this to myself too, where we just expect that we'll have these like transitions to new tasks without absolutely any time in between, right? Like I'm working on this thing, then I'm working on this thing, and there's absolutely not a minute of transition time. I'm like right into the next thing and getting it all done. And that is just not how our brains work, right? Physically, obviously we have to make a transition, like pick up the new thing or the notepad or like get out my podcast mic, but also mentally there's a transition like, oh, okay, what am I like needing to get my head around to, to start this? It's just really, really annoying that we humans have to do that. And yet we do. So I just wanted to name like almost everything will take longer than you think it does. And that doesn't mean you are bad or unproductive. It means you're a human and we all need transition times. We need to get our brains on board with new things. And we really need to acknowledge this time because if we don't, it is so easy to fall into a trap of feeling completely overwhelmed without clarity on why. And I think the thing is with the summit is that we could have had me plus my amazing assistant plus, I mean, just, I mean, yeah. We could have had really, it could have been a couple of people working on it properly full time because yeah. it's been, she's done a ton of work and I've done the bare minimum and it's still too much really. Yeah. So, and and the fact that that just didn't even really fit because I keep thinking, oh, there's just a few bits to do for the summit because in my head, really, my assistant's been doing it. But of course she has been doing as much as she can with the hours that I could afford for her to do, but not everything that has been, you know, there's still, I still have assigned jobs that, so yeah, that's just something massively underestimated. She also still has only specific roles she can fill. Like she's, right, she's not also a copywriter, et cetera, et cetera. And she's not recording the sessions and she's not, you know, she's done an absolute ton. And we're kind of, I think it was good to record what I've been doing around it, just to notice how much time because I feel, you know, I was saying about three episodes ago, I think I was saying I feel that kind of breathless. I think it probably came out last week. I was saying I feel like I'm really breathless. And I could feel it when 
I'm still doing swipe copy. I'm thinking I am not even touching the sides of everything that needs to be done. And I'm not even really doing what I should be doing. So, yeah, I just think that was just hugely underestimated. And I will say that I spent a similar amount of time on some of the marketing stuff for the conference. And again, not really out of perfectionism, but I think if I were now saying I'm going to run a summit next year, then most of what we've been doing is already in place. So we don't need to build the whole infrastructure before doing it again, which is what we've been doing this time. And it's kind of the same with conferences because I haven't ever spoken at a conference. So I didn't have any of the things that you need to take to the conference, for example. So I've been designing all of that stuff and getting all of that organized. And again, it's not a massive job, but it is just has taken too much time out of this recent few weeks. I think that you you just perfectly summarized like the challenge of entrepreneurship in the sense that like you can always do more and there's always a good reason to do more and it always makes sense quote unquote in the moment to do more but I mean what really is the truth here is like you can only take on one additional new thing at a time and if you're doing more than that like you're just capped out yeah and unless the new thing is 100% not me. Totally. And yeah. almost no new thing is ever 100% yeah. not you, yeah. right? And that's the thing is that everything I'm doing at the moment that would be new is a new idea that ha- needs the level of effort and intervention that I probably haven't got available yeah. right now. I think one reality that so many entrepreneurs, especially those that are much further along in their business struggle with, is that often we can only add one to two new things at a time while still running our business. And I think all of us hate that in some ways, because like whenever we get the idea or motivation or excitement or when something seems like a good idea, we want to feel like we have endless capacity to add things. And the truth is that we don't. So I have to work on this in my business all the time. Like the reality of where I'm at in the season I'm in is that I can pretty much only add one new thing at a time typically. And whenever I even slightly overlap two things, I always fall behind. Like I I actually did that recently in my business where I kind of accidentally slash on purpose, but not really took on two extra projects at about the same time and they're related. So in theory, it made sense, but I'm just super behind on one of them right now. Like it, it's just not on the timeline I thought it was going to be on. And it's because I, I really only have space in this season for one additional project at a time. So I think it's just important to know that. And it's important to give ourselves grace around that. And it's important to say like, I'm not going to make myself wrong about that. I'm not going to be like, and this means I suck and I should be more efficient. And I should be contributing more to my business. And in it, the truth is I just overestimated what I could do, which we all do. And the truth, truth is the capacity I have is for one new project and I'm doing the one that I'm doing really well and the other one's behind and it is what it is. So I think that it's important to just say that. And I just really wanted to normalize that because I feel like for so many of us, we think that somehow we should be superhuman and be able to, you know, be above that while also still having a life and balancing families and hobbies and relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, probably just not going to work like that. Like what probably has to be the thing is we acknowledge that we maybe can only add one thing at a time and try to stick to that as much as possible. So it's been quite good. Um, And just, I guess, thinking about the associates, that's really where I should have put my focus on making sure that they were really getting 
from the time I've put into the summit, I should have been focused on the associates and making sure that they were getting all of the training and all of the support that they need because I'm trying to do both at the same time. And really, it's just, I mean, I don't think anything bad is going to happen as a consequence, but it just would have been good to get that bit done, tick, because they would then be better able to take on more things should I need to do the next thing. It's almost like a sequence of events is what I'm describing there. (laughs) Well, I think you're correct in all of that. But I I think to give you a little bit of grace, what I think happened that I think is like now being clarified with something like this is like you thought you could do both because it felt like, well, I'm getting all the delivery off my plate. So I will be able to run a summit and serve my new associates. But I think that what you failed to, you know, account for at that time is like, you still had so much else on your plate in the business that like, it wasn't like a one for one trade off kind of thing, you know? So yeah, I think that that's just what's helpful to see here is like, I mean, you know, I know you just hired some new support and stuff, but it seems to me like the real answer non-negotiable here is like more stuff has to come off your plate and has to yeah. get delegated because it's not feasible. You're going to have this tension always of like, do I do the new thing that helps us grow or do I just survive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, w- I was thinking about why, why am I even doing it? What's the point of doing it? <laughs> Both of those two things have yeah. taken a lot of time. And there is the, they're both opportunities for getting more eyes on my work. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I can already feel people really, you know, the so difficult, isn't it? When you just feel like you're really, really busy all the time to f- work out if there is a purpose, underlying purpose that yeah. is being missed. And my partner's really good at saying that. It's like, well, yeah, but what was the purpose of the thing that you were trying to do? Yes, yes. And if I go back to the purpose, then I really wanted to there's like thought leadership there's being somebody that hosts events there's having something free for people that otherwise have to pay for all of my offerings there's the fact that we've now got hours of podcast material there's tons that we can use in social media there's loads of repurposing that I can do there's also just really high profile good speakers who were prepared to do it so if I want to do an event in the future, I've kind of got skin in the game and I've got credibility. And it was nice to see have the feedback loop that people really do want to partner with me on things. And so there are loads of really positive yeah. things that will come as a consequence of having done it. But oh, <laughs> so much work. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think what is helpful to see there is like those types of things may pop up in business again, where it's like, wait, this just makes sense. It's so much work, but it just yeah. makes sense. And the only solution there is then I have to get other things off my plate so I can make room for this. And I think that that's like the muscle you're not as used to flexing is you're used to being like, well, I'll just do it all then because it's a really good reason. It's a good idea. And it makes sense. And I think like the new lens needs to be like, cool. So what else comes off if this gets put on, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think another really important thing that we so often forget to ask ourselves is what else comes off my plate if this gets put on my plate, right? I feel like that is just not a question we are used to asking as women for sure, right? But definitely even as like entrepreneurs or as moms, like we are just, I think, so conditioned, many of us, to say yes, to to put something else on, to think we can handle it all, to take it on. Angie certainly has that conditioning we know, and she's been doing such a great job of working 
to unpack it more. It's just hard to have that default reaction of, okay, well, what else is coming off if I'm saying yes to this when you haven't had that maybe ever in your career, right? So it's just a reminder that that is really the best thing we can do for ourselves. Like, yes, you can say yes to the things that matter to you and are important to you and that you want to prioritize, but the reality is it will probably mean saying no to something else. And so it is better to pick what you're saying no to and be really intentional about that instead of like all of the things just kind of falling apart and the chips landing where they may. That is usually not a situation most of us are happy in. And so it will happen if we don't acknowledge like, oh, there is a trade-off here and so I can intentionally pick it. It really is about deciding how you want that to go instead of it accidentally happening, right? Where it's like, wait, I didn't get this thing done that was actually the most important thing because I didn't get to plan for this. I just acted like I was gonna be able to do it all and the truth is I can't. So ask yourself this question, take this question with you, put this question as a sticky note on your computer or whatever you need, but what else comes off if this gets put on? A way I always say it to myself too is like, if I'm saying yes to this, what else am I saying no to? Because that is inherently true. And I know that we all want to sometimes pretend that that's not true. I know that I certainly love to pretend I can get it all done. I know Angie does too, but the truth is we can't. And the acknowledgement of that is so important. And I think I had a, had a good meeting with the other people in the, you know, the new team today. And we were going through ClickUp and they were saying, you know, maybe you could organize it like this and like this mm -hmm. and do this and that and the other. And there were some things already that they're seeing that are sort of inefficiencies that again, having done a week now of them dealing with my inbox. <laughs> yes, folks, I really did let them deal with my Very inbox. <laughs> like genuinely, whole thing. You were too busy uh, this week. You had I was to. I <laughs> busy, but there was, I was still tempted. Don't get me wrong. I was still tempted to dabble <laughs> like, around in that. there. Mm. Oh, reply to people. I left it to them and I just think, if they were already equipped to do all of the onboarding and all of the stuff, which they will be very soon, I can already see that there are whole chunks of things that I just don't need to get yeah. involved in. Yeah. So, you know, there were, when I said yesterday and today that I had quite a few client meetings that overran people that needed help. There was sort of customer services stuff, really. There were people that, because I've now got a different system, I don't do everything because lots of it's automated, but when the automation goes wrong, I'm yeah. still the person that has to do the stuff. Whereas actually when that's team, that frees up. Yeah. I mean, probably three and a half hours or certainly three hours yesterday of stuff that I really don't need to do, including some of those client meetings, because they're also pre-client meetings most of the time, or they're helping sort out kind of administrative stuff. And it's kind of funny because if I think about when I just did coaching, I didn't have a lot of this, a lot of this yeah. stuff. I don't even know what to call it because it's not, it's not the consultancy. It's not the delivery. It's just the stuff that is there that is almost like it's slightly admin-y, but it's also a little bit nitty gritty. How are we going to work around this? How are we going to find solutions to things? And I don't know what to call it, but I do think I need to find a name for it so that I can quantify it and say, you know, usually projects take this much time, plus there's this many hours of wrangling, that, you know, that we can put on the calendar and know is going to happen. I wonder if, well, first, if, if I was going to name that, I would say those seem like online business manager tasks more than yeah. energy tasks. Yeah. So I think that's helpful. Yeah. But two, I kind of feel like what makes the most sense here 
from like a time tracking perspective is I actually think we might need to move in the opposite direction. Like how many on things do you have? Like you're on for the podcast, you're on for delivery, you're on for like some Mm -hmm. interviews, whatever. And then like work backwards from that. And then it's like, how much time does Angie actually have for projects? And then we have to ring fence the shit out of that, right? Where it's like, say it's three hours a week. Well, we wouldn't have said yes to the summit or we would have hired a copywriter because it's taking you almost that just to write some swipe copy. So like, I think it's, it's so easy to almost go like, how much does the project take from me? And then how do I try to give that? And I think the opposite kind of has to be true of like, how much does the day to day of Mm -hmm. serving clients take from me? And then everything else beyond that is what I can be boundaried around. Do you sense. feel like you have an idea of that number or like you could, if you tracked for another week, maybe I could, if I tracked, yeah. Okay. If I tracked for another week, I could definitely get a sense of that. More of a sense of that. I'll give you a to do on that. Like each week yeah. on service and delivery. Yeah. So this reminder I'm giving Angie about knowing how much time it takes to really like deliver on her work and her clients and then working backwards from there is something I would honestly recommend for everyone because where we can get tripped up, I think, is that we forget that that's actually the most important part of our business. And I don't mean that in a way where we're not like prioritizing our clients or something, but I think that sometimes as entrepreneurs, like it can be easy to get in the mindset of like my number one job is the marketing, the getting out there, the whatever, and then I have to do this other stuff, right? And so let me make sure I have time for all the projects and then I'll try to fit in the other stuff. And the truth is what we're really getting paid for is the other stuff. Like that is the most important stuff in our business, the delivery. You know, I I talk to clients about this a lot because they're almost like, I want to have my one-on-one clients or I want to have my group programs or I love my sessions, but it feels like it's getting in the way of all these other things I should do. And we always have to rework that thought of like, that is the thing I should do. Like that is the most important thing. And so when we can know what we're on the hook for in terms of that delivery and what it takes, planning around it actually gets quite easy. When we're almost trying to fit that into the cracks of the other projects we think we're supposed to be moving forward, again, we're just gonna be in overwhelm. We're just gonna be closer to hitting burnout. So know what time it takes to deliver. That is how I personally operate my calendar and it makes it so much easier. Like client sessions go on first. Well, obviously life in the sense that like if I have a day off or something. So, but then in terms of the business, like client sessions go on first, everything else fits around that and what I can reasonably fit in, not the other way around. So I hope that helps and is just an easier way to think about it. And I think just sort of also reflecting on on today something came up today that was I, I have a, a survey that I offer to my clients and we'd agreed a date which was after Christmas for, for this group of schools to do their survey but one of the schools wanted to do it this term and so we've had a bit of back and forth this week about that and it's kind of again like I'm dealing with it because nobody else does any strategic work in the business. So nobody else knows that that is a conversation that we, that needs to go back and forth. And then it ended up with me saying, well, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll let them do the survey early. But because I've been in, I've been having conversations with another company who I want to host all of my surveys so that I don't have to get involved in it. And we're not at the end of those conversations. It means that I have to 
host this school survey and like do all of the admin around it. So I then spent an hour and a half today, like tidying all of that up for them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not even work that's really going to be helpful for the future because we're probably going to move away from us hosting it. So it was a sort of an hour and a half that's just disappeared. But it made me think that I've got this really great VA situation and I've had this really great support for the summit and I'm still the only person who's doing anything strategically and also who then therefore is responsible for how things grow, where the boundaries are. So there's no one to do that. You know, originally we talked about having two brains so yeah. that somebody can say, oof, no, they, they just have to wait for their survey until after Christmas because that's what we've agreed. Or, you know, there's none of that kind of bouncing back and forth. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that really. Other no, say, completely. I mean, just... I think you are you are simultaneously getting so caught up in the running of the business while trying to grow the business that it's mm. you're, it's just creating a lot of challenges, right? Because yeah. the trying to grow the business is like the summit and whatever. And so I can see why like, yeah, we don't want to give that up. We don't want to say no to that. That's like important. That's a lot of exposure. That's like growth. Mm. That's doing the thing. But then like having to run the business, i.e. make the decisions, hold people to timelines, get tech Mm. set up, whatever is like a requirement, but it has to get off your plate because it's really, really hard to be responsible for fully growing and fully running the business at the same time at the level of clients, delivery team Mm. that you have. When you are at a certain place in your business, you know, like Angie, she has growing a team, she has a large business, she has a lot of clients that she's delivering to. Growing the business and running the business both entirely alone can be really, really challenging. Meaning like the responsibility of that, right? So at A Lit Up Life, it is fully my responsibility to grow the business. However, it is not at all fully my responsibility to run the business. Like Megan, my COO, runs the business. Right. Of course, I step in. Of course, I answer questions. Of course, I'm there as the CEO, but I could not hold both of those roles simultaneously. I could not be the one driving growth while also running the business. And honestly, while also coaching and delivering to clients, like we can just not hold all of these roles all at the same time once our business gets to a certain level. But of course, we have to hold all of these roles when we start. And so it can get really confusing of like, when do I make that transition of like, I cannot possibly grow and run at this point. And obviously for everyone, it's different, but I think it's really helpful to see here for Angie how this is like her kind of like fork in the road where she has to go, oh yeah, I cannot both grow the business and fully run the business entirely on my own anymore. That absolutely has to shift. And she, you know, I think has has definitely taken steps toward that. And of course is continuing to take steps toward that with team. So it's not that she's not getting there. I think it's just a mindset shift really in so many ways too, of not seeing yourself as the one that can be responsible for all of that, that can hold all of that because it gets really heavy really quickly. Again, especially once you get to a certain point. So I hope this is just a reminder if you are there or approaching that point, you do not need to have that pressure on yourself that you should be able to grow and run everything on your own. That is unrealistic. It is not how businesses grow and scale and being able to give some of that up and delegate is really where the magic is. Yeah.
Is that good news or bad news? I can't tell. Well, it's news. <laughs> it's news. Um, <laughs> Bring in the uh, neutrality. I like thing. it. Okay. <laughs> it, no, it doesn't feel like bad news. I guess it makes me think kind of, no, it doesn't feel like bad news. And I can see how I could with not much, well, actually, let's not underplay it, with some time to properly kind of work out what, what am I trying to say? I feel like more, I, I don't have to do much explanation about the business or where it's grow or how it's growing or anything with the current setup I've got around team because it's right. very mm-hmm. operational. And so it's, you know, it's fairly easy and they're helping me get things sorted out. Whereas the next bit does feel a lot more like, okay, how do I, how do I Let move go. from my brain, which yeah. is, yeah, it's kind of not the letting go almost. It's more, Okay, I, okay, I've got an example. So yesterday yes, I was yes. working with an associate and I was on the call with this associate. They joined me for the session that they're going to be the main deliverer yes. of and watch me do it. And halfway through, like the, our group were in breakout rooms and he said to me, oh God, it was just so brilliant. He said, um, so I noticed that you shifted from facilitator to expert at this point. And I just wondered what your expectations of me would be because obviously you've got a lot of expertise and blah, blah, blah. and I just thought a oh my god he just noticed that that's so brilliant and also b he was just really gently calling me out because I've said we're facilitating we're not giving them our expertise so he was just like <laughs> on both fronts yeah. he was just really good and um he's also I think he's trained in psychotherapy so he also just has a, a way of delivering it that's like the way you do bluntly of like I don't feel attached I feel loved and held but also you're calling me out so he did this and I thought oh it's so good for me to have that level of challenge because yeah. I suddenly go oh yeah okay that's a good that's a really good point later on he said similar situation they went out to breakouts and he said I'm really curious as, you, as to why you didn't pick up on this particular topic that had come up we were talking about the use of the n-word it was really hot and it was really like ooh, mm. like it was kind of feeling sort of awkward and like the group were really getting somewhere and he said I'm really interested as to why you didn't call this out because I felt like it was a moment to do this and he just gave me this his wisdom and it made me think oh that's brilliant and then I was like oh yeah because we could do this. And if we did that, then we could do this. And he was like, yeah, and then we could do a separate training that looked like this. And that would really support them. So immediately, I just thought, he gets what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Give me really good challenge. And I can see where that's going to continue to grow the business, but not in a way that I need to. So I can say, yeah. Joshua, do you just want to like have a look at that and see what we could work out? And maybe we can build that out into something. Yeah. And he's like, brilliant. That sounds great. So my challenge is not handing things over. It's yes, actually, yes. how do I create opportunities for that kind of it's not really discussion it's either it's more how can I create opportunities to see what people can bring if in that way or how do I create the mm, I don't even know how, what I'm trying to say it was just a really good example I totally of how agree. I know things can work <laughs> yeah I think well okay so two things come up for me there one is this may not be exactly true, but like, let's just talk about it on a high level, but I just want to use this situation as an example, but I think that's really helpful. And I think obviously like he's amazing, like how awesome to have that support and stuff. But I feel like what I worry about, obviously using that term loosely, is that then what could happen is like you start giving away stuff like that when really mm. to me, 
that kind of stuff is where you need to be able to play more. Mm. And then you start taking on all the like, okay, I'm still doing this like tech <laughs> shit for a client. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joshua is creating like program content or whatever. And it's like having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, and again, not that that's bad. Like I'm not yeah. saying it's bad for him to run with that or like have some input there. It sounds like it was like really juicy and collaborative and all those things. But Mm. I think what, what you probably have to work on more is like all of that, like little shit, all of that tech shit, all the like management shit. Like if that can come off your plate more, I Mm. think that that's really what would probably make the biggest difference. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it completely does. And I think some of it will be, I think we need to watch this space because I think if we just watch over the next two weeks, we'll see what Zoe and Holly pick up because they're already going I picked up this email I can see they've got a tech issue we're dealing with it I just need to work out how to get into the system so they're really like they're really really going for it and I think they're asking the kinds of questions that so one of them works as an OBM as well for another for another client so she's kind of already asking those sorts of higher level questions about why you're doing this and what does this program mean and you know all of that kind of stuff so it could be that there's potential for her to to move into more of that stuff anyway. It also reminded me when you were talking about like doing the session with your associate yesterday is that you're still doing those. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So that's a little (laughs) bit of a watch this space thing too. I think of like, yes, you have them. Yes, they're delivering. But in many ways, you're still doing first delivery on everything for everyone to make the handoff, which like obviously you need to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's an added layer we weren't really accounting for when we were talking about all that, right? And I think it's, again, a little bit of the excellence thing. However, I think it's going to just pay dividends when I don't have to step in again, because I could see yesterday with the questions that Joshua was asking, it's like, nobody needs me to deliver a session on race ever again, because you have your man, he's going to be amazing, like 100%. You know, really like, good. you're in great hands, you yeah. have to talk to me again. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and also, if somebody does talk to me, then I'm going to have questions about the client, yeah. not about him. Yeah. Whereas if I hadn't haven't been through this process, then I could still end up with, oh, did I make the right decision? Are they okay? Uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I think we are in maybe another probably two months of that kind of handover yeah. with them. And then I think that Holly and, and Zoe are going to pick up the pace quite considerably. They've only been on my case for two and a half weeks so far, and they've done an absolute ton. Um, the summit is out of the way next Friday. Yeah. Uh, next Saturday. So we're through <laughs> the other side of the summit. And, you know, in many ways, I think can enjoy the fruits of the labor. I guess just about the pro- about the process, about everything we've managed to kind of yeah. achieve, yeah. that would be really good. Incidentally, we've been following this program, this package program, Woman Who Runs a, a Thing yeah, about, yeah. about Summits. And, you know, we've been following her steps. And I just jumped into her, oh, I didn't put that on toggle, jumped into her call last night. She runs a, a thing for her Facebook group and I've never been to one of them before. I just sent her a direct message and said, don't suppose you fancy promoting my summit, do you? And she emailed me today and said, I saw your message and I've just been to the summit website and it looks amazing and I'd love to promote it. Oh put it on her Instagram stories and share it with her community which is just really nice yeah oh that's amazing just random acts of kindness there so yeah I think at the end of this month and then I've okay so if we say I've got that out of the way and then I go to Kuala Lumpur for the conference right that's then out of the way by the end of the first week of November 
then we kind of have a bit of opportunity to look back and say, okay, so we've done the conference, we've done the summit, we've onboarded the people, we've got these new BAs. What's the, <laughs> what's the lay of the land now? I don't know how you feel about this, but I agree with you. And I would love for you to keep tracking for those yeah. couple weeks if possible. Yeah. Cause I think like, yeah, I think if we have lay of the lands on that, I think we could also have a level set on that. Like, okay, well, if we took all these things off, it's still taking you about this much time to do stuff. Yeah. And then like, we could really make some good decisions. So I think both, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, totally. Cool. I can keep doing it. It's absolutely actually quite good fun. Weirdly. <laughs> It's so odd, right? It's almost <laughs> like it gives you credit. I hate to take a walk without my Apple Watch because I like want to feel like I got credit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't walk anywhere right. without my watch. <laughs> Absolutely zero calories are burned unless you're wearing Nothing. a watch. Yeah. Nothing happened. <laughs> so I think toggle can feel like that yeah. a little sometimes. Yeah, but definitely. I do think there's like light at the end of the tunnel. It's sort of the point here of yeah. like, And I also think the difference that I just want to highlight for you is what you kind of said earlier when I said like, oh, you know, you're going to have to like give it up. You're like, I want to. It's like, I'm not there anymore. Like, I just need to logistically figure out how to do that. But yeah, I think the point is you have worked through so much of that, like hard work Mm. identity or have to be me or whatever. Like, Mm. even when you're talking about how Joshua delivered yesterday, Mm. like there's no element of like, oh, but if he would just, or if I could just control it more. So I think most of this is logistical at this point. Like you said yes to a lot of stuff a long time ago. You're kind of getting a a lot of it off your plate, your level setting. Like it's almost like the easy part now, I guess is what I want to say. Yeah. And I, I think there's some things that I just, we talked about at the beginning, like that I was, I was a manifester. I am a manifester. <laughs> Once I was a manifester and I'm a Sagittarian, I'm a starter and I'm a visionary and I like all of that kind of stuff. And I do have genuinely a kind of friction in my brain when I think about sharing the work. Like the idea of me sharing the business equally with somebody and then being an equal partner is like just... <laughs> Um, I can't compute it and I think it's because I also I could apply it to any aspect of my life where I just do things on my own I just I just like to do things on my own and I'm quite self-reliant and I like it I also do enjoy help so it's not I, I don't really know how to characterize it but it isn't simply a worry that somebody's not going to do something as well as me yeah there is something about the independence and the freedom to not have to ask anybody or to have to negotiate with anybody about things that I really enjoy. The the absolute dictatorial nature of my brain (laughs) says, I like it this way and I want to do it that way. So I think the friction is, oh, would you try and hold me back or would you try and stop me from doing something or do I have to compromise on the way that I see things? When I have the absolute kind of control over the direction of things when it's me that's saying this is the vision I have for the company this is the way we're going to go then I have no problem in getting other brilliant people to help me deliver it none at all and I felt that more so than ever in the last few weeks because I've had the opportunity to work with really really good people who are just I would just trust them to do anything much better than I would so for me it's the opportunity to work with really good people actually 
excites me. I, I yeah. feel really happy about it. And I think this stage of handing over my emails is quite funny because there wasn't anything about it that I thought they weren't going to do better than me. That was just like the nosy, busybody part of me that kind of wants yeah. to be into everything. It reminded me about uh, of when I was a head teacher and my, my PA would, like I had an office, my PA was had her office outside and people would come in and she would be like, no, Angie's not available. She's in meetings all day. And I would basically be eating a sandwich. <laughs> And I could hear her saying, I'm in meetings. I'd be like, she's just saying, Angie needs a break, a cup of tea and a yeah. sandwich. And so you can't go in there. And then she would deal with whatever was coming in. Yeah. And I could kind of hear her, you know, like when you've got your kid next door and that you've got your child carers in the house, yes, and you can yes. hear them and you're yes. like, I know everything's fine and it's so sweet and it's really like being handled really well. And I'm here and I'm able to get on with something. That's the vibe I'm after. <laughs> Totally. And and I actually I think that's so important. It's sort of like the example with the Joshua thing. Like mm. you want to be the visionary. Whenever yeah. you're gonna feel like someone steps into that role more than you, I think you're always gonna feel tension there. And you don't have to. That's the whole fucking yeah. point of running your own business. Yeah. But to be able to be that, you have to get some of the other stuff off. Yeah. It's sort of like to be able to be a working mom, you have yeah. to be able to get some childcare off your plate yeah. at a certain yeah. point, even yeah. if like, you know, you don't yeah. mind it or you'd want to do it or yeah. whatever. And so I think that that's just really what we're coming to here is like, you've worked through so much of this stuff around that, but at the end of the day, now there's just some like logistical pieces yeah. of realizing that you still have too much on your plate and yeah. maybe that's super temporary and it ends in one to two months after mm-hmm. like, you know, summit and these VAs getting on, or maybe it's still just too much and someone else has to to step in. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you still get to know that you get to keep the role you want in your business mm-hmm. and very much be the visionary. It's just, you just have to have time to be able to yeah. do that. So it was really important for me to wrap here by checking in on what short-term adjustments we might need to make, even though we know long-term, you know, adjustments and solutions are coming. I think that again, it's sort of that a bit of what has been a theme throughout this season of, you know, just because we can tolerate it doesn't mean we can sustain it, right? So yes, Angie can tolerate a few more months of, you know, XYZ feeling busy, but I think we have to always be willing to check in on that, both with ourselves and with our clients. Like, yes, of course you're fine. And also let's just, let's make sure we ask that. Let's make sure we check in around that. Let's make sure we're not just expecting that the way that you are fine is always sucking it up. Sometimes that is the path and that's okay too. But I think just being willing to name, speak, question the idea that that's the only solution is always really helpful. Like I think in this case, Angie obviously feels okay based on what's coming up in her calendar and all of that. But like what could have been true is that her calendar is actually really busy and we really do need to move stuff in the short term so that she can stay in it and not totally burn out while we're waiting for those long-term solutions to appear. So. This is just a reminder as a coach, as a client, as a business owner, like these are things we want to be able to give ourselves grace to check in around and let ourselves make adjustments if necessary. Meaning like it can be easy to just go, oh, it's not worth it. I'll just suck it up because things will change in three months, but it's almost always worth it if you're going to be that overwhelmed for three months. So important, important thing to be able to stop and pause and question. I think what what I might do then is if I carry on logging, toggling, and then 
I think it would be really good for us to have a conversation about, I, I think I probably need a bit of pushback about whether or not somebody else could have done some of those things. Cause I'm likely to say, oh yeah, I need to do that meeting. So maybe to have then a bit of, I almost want to color code this. <laughs> yes. Would I needed to do that meeting or could somebody else have done that meeting? And then as long as I'm clear on, okay, so what would the steps need to have been for that person to, to run the meeting? Then I can get a bit clearer on the, what it is I should be communicating about the role or where the gaps are, if that makes sense. For sure. Maybe in the coming weeks, just send it to me each week. Like yeah. send me the, the toggle. summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I can do that. I just added you to it. You were like, last week you were like, no, don't invite me to it. Now she's all like, oh yeah, I want to see. Wait, did I say don't invite me to it? <laughs> you did. The listeners heard. Okay. I think what I meant, although I could have, I will go back and and verify but I think what I meant is like I thought you would be like you are not seeing this <laughs> no I'm okay <laughs> okay but yes definitely definitely let me see it I think that would be really helpful and then also to remember like yes I think some of this is like did you have to do that or not but I think it's also like remembering you have people that can now like the new VAs you know I think sometimes yeah. it's just habit of thinking that no one else can do it but you because you forget that you have people that are there to do it yeah. so I think even yeah. it, it might even be that simple in some cases yeah. you know okay all right I love it we will we will track on <laughs> let me just end with this because I feel like it's important but is there like yes we're saying okay you're just gonna have a busy couple months because it kind of is what it is you got to get this summit across the finish mm-hmm. line and all that like what is there anything you need in that time does that even feel sustainable can you sustain this for a couple of months do you need like is there anything we need to do short term I actually I'm just looking at my calendar now and it's actually fine so yesterday was particularly was not a great day but the rest of the week in preparation for knowing that I was going to be in Kuala Lumpur I've kept quite light so and why am I saying that I also don't have any client meetings. So I have one delivery session, but I haven't booked any meetings. Okay. And then while I'm away, I don't have anything. I'm just focusing on the conference. So I actually think it should be okay. Okay. No, that's yeah. helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. I think that that's good to be like, it's not ideal yet, or you probably still yeah. have too many like tasks, but it's not yeah. like, I can't even no. hang for this for a couple of no. months. Kind of no, thing. not at all. Not at all. Okay. I've got space and, you know, I think it's going to be fine. Totally fine good okay cool all right send me the things we will look at it you finish out the summit and we will go from there awesome all right my dear yeah bye-bye thank you for listening to literally i am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week i would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast so please leave us a review Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed 
full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversion. Just go to a forward slash back pocket to dive in.